What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym City Perspective. Uh, we are on episode six here. Uh, thank you guys for listening in. It's your boy T2. This is the Gravy Train. And Tim the Tool Man. Uh, we had a little bit of confusion. I thought we were on episode seven, but that's all right. Uh, make sure that you guys, if you haven't already, you get on and check us out on our social media outlets. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the Gym City Perspective. It's not that hard. Find us, like us, share us. We post cool stuff and uh, we keep you guys informed on things that are coming up. Um, so with that being said, it doesn't look like we got much of an intro going on. We're just going to jump right into it. Yeah, guys, we don't really have uh, too much to talk about before we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode because we got a lot of really uh, important things we need to talk about today. Uh, the first thing is Wombach. Um, for those of you who were not paying attention, uh, GE, former GE, UE 506 and 618, right? Uh, union workers were striking for wages. Wambach and the union came to an agreement where they had a 90-day stay. Where the well, it's it's Wabtech. Wabtech. I'm sorry. Uh, well, there, well, all the uh, union employees went back to work, and they still don't have a labor agreement. Um, they're saying Wabtech. Did I say that right? Yeah. Wabtech is saying that if the union doesn't agree to a two-tiered wage system, where new employees coming in are kind of on a lower wage scale than they were before. They're going to start to look to move uh, work out of Erie, which is going to affect those employees, and we're going to lose we're going to lose jobs here. Guys. That's a good handful of jobs. That's not <clears throat> that's not something to sneeze at there, especially at the uh, the opposite side of the coin, where they're they're claiming that they're going to add jobs if they do give get the tier. So that's uh, something to think about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, I, I worked on that side of town, and it was really awesome to, to drive by there every day. I made it a point to drive by there every day. It was a little bit out of my way to work just to show them those guys and gals some support because those, I mean, GE helped build this community. That union did a lot for this community. And it's really, uh, it was really inspiring to see them all stand up and fight for what they believe in, fight for the, all those, you know, good-paying jobs. We don't really have a lot of those left. I mean, God, it's really going to stink that it, if the union and, and WAPTEC can't come to an agreement here and kind of meet in the middle. Right. So, I mean, I mean what's the what's the two tiers? What do we know about as far as... Um, kind of the, the, the phasing out of the higher wage jobs. I guess those jobs are going to stay. And then as they hire new employees, the kind of the, the cap rates are going to be different. Um, so the newer employees won't earn nearly as much as the... Uh, the older employees under the system. So, but I'm, I'm assuming. I mean, from where the the start was, it was it was forty percent, a forty percent pay reduction. Yeah, I think between starting course. and whoever and the people that are already there. So yeah, the existing labor that is there will have will maintain their wage till they retire. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so and no then, more money, but no less money. I don't know how that would work. It's probably there'd probably be a pay freeze for them. Okay. I'm assuming. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if they would get cost of living adjustments. I don't know. Um, but I think the bigger thing is is just the future of any employee that that enters there. You're they're going to get a forty percent less than the guys that are already that there. That are already there. I mean, they, what's wrong with that? Um, it's not. It's like a starting it, wage. Well, I mean, if you're looking at it from a, a perspective of you're going to be working next to the guy doing the same job as you, okay. and you're going to be getting forty percent less, there's a bit of spite that would grow from that person that's not making as much money as you. Yeah. Okay. So that's I mean, a, that's a concern from the union. Yeah, in some areas. Employees are going to make it 50%. The starting rate at some of those jobs 
1750, I think I saw a couple months ago when I was looking into it. It's going to be 1750, and some people are making $35. How long have these people been here, though? They don't do like a seniority. But either, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's a union. I'm sure seniority plays into it. It has to play a part Um, into somebody's been putting in the amount of work. I mean, even if it's the same kind of work, they've been doing it for right. But but it doesn't matter as far as seniority. You're not. You're not. I, I was always hoping that if they were going to do a tiered wage system, that it would uh, it would stay at like the first fifteen hundred employees would be the top tier, okay. and anybody under that would be a lesser pay. And then as people retire, the next t- they would get bumped onto the tier. Okay. But that is not how it's going to work. Okay, so, so it, that's it, that's the change. Exactly. Then. Okay. Exactly. All right. So for for those of you who are just as ignorant as me on this subject, um, that's why I'm asking these questions because I don't know. So um, we're all getting educated today, yeah. myself included. And Wattech wants to say that it's they want a market based wage, to which I say that's a crock of shit. If you go look at the the high skilled labor jobs for 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 what they do in manufacturing, um, thirty five dollars is is even under the national average for the same work they're doing. Across the country in different locations, maybe not exactly Wabtec, but other competitors of Wabtec um, are paying that wage and actually are paying more than that wage. Now, where does where does like cost of living, where we live, factor into oh, that being sure. below the national average? Yeah, that's where they're saying that they want a market based wage because the cost of living is less here. Right. Um, so I mean, it's almost cool. significantly, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it is. But you know, we need those higher-paying jobs to kind of rebuild the area. Yeah, that's and it's, a fair point. And I think it's kind of ridiculous that they want to, you know, force these wages down and kind of, you know, they're they're still going to make money. They're still going to make. Well, know, that, that's my that's my that's my big thing is that uh, the company has been in has been the mo- one of the most successful um, branches of GE transportation as far as making a profit year over year. And Wabtec bought them out, knowing that. Yeah. So it's not like when they're saying that they want a more competitive uh, uh, wage in order for them to be more competitive. You guys are already made. You made a billion dollars yeah, last year. Yeah. GE Transportation is one of the only parts of GE actually being profitable. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cause exactly. GE and that's why that's why it was the easiest portion for them to sell off. Yeah, and you're right, and and the, even more so, um, Wabtec didn't have to absorb those pensions and retirement funds. From the G, from the former GE employees, You're right. those actually stay on the GE portion of their budget as they so, still work. Well, no, no, GE absorbed all of those okay. when they sold off GE Transportation. Um, GE kept all the GE Transportation retirements and, and pensions. pensions. Okay, right. so Wabtec just gets all the labor and everything else, but doesn't have to pay the pensions, which was always a big concern for GE as they were moving forward to have that kind of kind of big monkey on their back paying so much on pension and retirements. Okay. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to kind of follow follow those developments. Um, I think we're probably, what, 30 or 40 days into that 90-day agreement, I would think. Yeah, I think, I think they're supposed to come up with a resolution by uh, June. Do you have it written down? No, I don't have it written down. But I, I know we're probably 30 or 40 days into that 90-day window okay. for them to get back to the table and kind of iron something out. So hopefully they do that. Obviously, we need to keep these jobs in Erie um, so we can just keep that train rolling. Absolutely. Uh, the next thing, Erie Rise Academy, for those of you who don't know, it is on 10th and Cascade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right around G-Cat. the old GCAC. Old right? stomping grounds. Old stomping ground. We have roller hockey. Right? Yeah, the, old, the old Gridley. The old Emerson. Sorry. Oh, Emerson. Yeah, the okay, old yeah. Emerson. 
Uh, we grew up right around the corner. I remember my whole life that building was pretty much vacant. Um, anywho, that is a charter school within the Erie School District. Um, in 2014, the school district put them on a five-year improvement plan. They found uh, that a lot of things weren't going very well there, and I guess um, now that the five years is up, the school district board um, issued a non-renewal notice saying they will not renew the contract there with Erie Rise Charter School, and it, essentially it, it could close. I um, think I, mean, I think it's pretty close, if not... It, yeah, it's, it's certain. Closing. It's certain. I'm almost, almost by the end, yeah, of, the end they, of the year. They, they this is the last year. year of rise. Yeah, they 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 said they were going to hold a meeting with the public before they made a final decision. Um, but they said of the five year program, um, of the five year improvement goals they had set for Erie Rise, Erie Rise was hitting none of them. None of them, um, including the test scores. Yeah, the the past which, which I think is the most important. That's the, the. Is there anything more important? No, and and especially because I think. Um, a lot of funding is being taken away from the school district in order to fund these, these other school. charter uh, schools. Yeah, I think they said the number for Erie Rise was three point two or three point eight million. Yeah, right. That's, that's so I mean, if you're if you're if you're taking away money from the school districts and then not being successful, it's it's time to uh, evaluate it, get rid of it, lop it off. Especially when they give you five years to do so. Yeah, and they you, give you, and you hit year, none of them. You hit none of the um, the the PSSA scores in math and English were significantly less than that of students attending a traditional city public school. school. So city school at this point, it's like what I get keeping kids, you know, trying to space it out as much as possible. But if your if your kids test scores are lower than if you would have put them into just a regular city school, then What's, yeah, what's the and fuss? A, and a big selling point for them is they promised to have smaller class sizes, right around 25 students. And that's not happening. And that did not happen upon um, being a couple different visits by, I don't know if it was the school board or an auditor. But they found uh, class sizes generally were around 30 students, so Jeez. five students over. Um, and they're probably thinking, oh, what's the big deal? Yeah, blah, but that blah, was kind blah, of the like, thing they said they were going to do is that was the point smaller class sizes for a more intimate learning experience. That didn't happen. Which is, is so it's just basically like an off-campus, yeah, Erie school district cramp yep. school or cramp classes. Not all kids' hands are being seen, raised, so on and so forth. So chances are that Erie Rise is going to close. You know, we're not going to get into charter schools today, but this one was obviously a massive failure. Um, and then shifting to the 2019-2020 Erie school district budget. Some good news, um, they are adding 13 new jobs to the school district. Um, they're going to be called uh, interventionists. So pretty much they're going to add one position at every elementary and middle school to help students with their PSSA scores, um, those at-risk students who are uh, underperforming. I don't quite, they didn't really outline exactly what they were going to be doing. Um, I'm from, sure there's more info. For yeah, that I'm sure there's going to be more. I don't know if you guys remember. Like, I remember like standardized testing when we were in school. I hope it's not like these guys are there to teach these guys how to pass a test. Right. I hope they're actually there to help yeah. these kids learn. Right. Because I, I remember there was a lot of pressure on these uh, these teachers when we were in school just to get us to pass a test. Right. Yeah. I mean to get a to get a score. I mean we weren't so much. I guess we might have been learning, but uh, they just wanted. Test. There was a certain number that they needed us to be at. Right. And their and, goal was to make sure that we at least got to that average And it just number. seemed like so – it was so backwards thinking to me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was like – not that everything else that we were doing was 
was put by the wayside, but in the same sense, it kind of was. When it was Passa time, it was like nothing else was yeah, going that, on. Yeah, that's exactly the that way was it was Passa. Yeah. Like, Passa was the only thing that was happening. You were studying for this, you were learning this, getting different types of information of what you should be looking for and, and stuff like that, and it was like everything yeah, else. I, it, was, I, it was just focused on passing the pass. It was really goofy. Yeah, and I, I think our country has got really too much into standardized tests at every grade level. I mean, I would have to go out and do the actual research, but I guarantee you they're taking more standardized tests now than we, when we went to high school you know, 10, 15 years ago um, than we did. And it's just really sad that we're fo- so focused on students passing these tests and getting these numbers that, you know, are they really learning stuff or are they just crammed for a test to... Well, I'm just wondering, yeah, does it show... What yeah, are these what, tests showing? Are they showing that what is the students are smarter right. now than they were? And is it or just... Are they behind? And they space them so much for when what grade you take them in and it's like, is, there, is it like a, like a certain amount, like one, two, three... Okay, how would you learn in those three years? Okay, four, five, six, you take it in seventh grade or sixth grade or whatever, and it's like, I mean, how much and, more and what, did you learn? What grade do you take the pass a test to? I think, I'm pretty sure it's third, seventh, um, and maybe 11th grade. Okay, so I mean, you're, take, you're, you're, taking, you're, it right you're now. taking it in 11th grade. Right. You would think that the standardized test would be your SAT scores, your ACT scores. Or something if, if, if you don't think those two scores are as official as they get, why do colleges use right. them to, to let you win? It's a, yeah. it's a great you know, I mean, that, for sure. Take those, take those stats from every student that's in every school. Right. Let them take I'm those sure. for free. And then all of a sudden you have a, a, a national standardized test that everybody else accepts. Why would – it's just – it's a very silly. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of politicking. Yeah. yeah, to be honest with you. Absolutely. Like, That's my son's taking down. it right now. He's in third grade. My niece is taking it right now. I'm pretty sure she's in seventh grade. Um, and uh, uh, last I remember taking it was like 11th grade. Yeah, I thought so yeah. too. People, people need to stop getting so hung up on the numbers. I mean, it's just a score. Even, even the. Well, that's, that's exactly the thing is that I felt like in school we were wasting time just trying to pass this test when we could have been doing other things. Right. Like, like, a little more important. Like being ready for life itself. Right. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no. Absolutely. And, and come in college. Right. You know, yeah. do some college prep. People, do need, some to, college people prep. need to realize it's just a number. I, I didn't have a good SAT score. No, I didn't either. I mean, my essays, I couldn't even tell you what it was, but I know when I applied to Penn State, I was below their average. The yeah. average incoming freshman SAT score. But I had a bunch of extracurricular activities. I had a really good resume. I had, you know, I had really good grades in school. I just wasn't a good test taker. Um, Which is the, yeah, I was. I, I, just, I just wasn't, and that's okay. Wasn't a fan. So don't think that standardized tests are everything because they're freaking not. Because what does it do? What does it affect? It doesn't affect you from getting to the next grade. No, it doesn't. Well, the SAT, I don't know. Not PASA, it PASA don't. doesn't? No, know. actually, no, it, it's a standardized test. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> affect anything. It's just, it shows, it shows that, I'm assuming, the state, whether teachers are doing their jobs and teaching you something. And I mean, that's what a standardized <laughs> test is. How far really, along are these kids? They definitely did their job a lot better for PASA than for the rest of the year. Isn't it funny how that works? <laughs> it, that, that's what I, that's those, what I mean. Those... Two weeks to a month were the, the best that I've seen teachers. It, it was, yeah. It's so sorry, silly. sorry, guys. We kind of got off on a little bit of a tangent there. Uh, but going back to the Erie School District budget, they're adding 13 new jobs, one at every elementary and middle school. As that interventionist, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm sure they're going to shed some more light on it as they go. They're also adding three new jobs, uh, a teacher and, uh, to teach music, gym, and art. Whether that's one teacher for music, one teacher for gym, one teacher for art, or two for one, I don't know yet. They said they were adding that because they thought that was really 
important. So that's going to be 16 new positions at the Erie School District. They said they were using $1 million of the $14 million they received from the state to save solvent. Um, but the new... I, I, not the director, the head of the Erie School District. Um, the superintendent. Superintendent, that's the word I'm looking for. Wow. <laughs> took, me a, took me a real long time to get there. Uh, but he was really optimistic about the budget. Um, he compared it to the 2016 budget and said there's a little bit of hope. They're starting to add things back into the schools and kind of starting to to really focus more on education and learning um, rather than cut, cut, cut before like they were in 2016 when they were having all those financial troubles. Yeah, when schools start shutting down like convenience Yeah, stores. and it's really, it's really great to see that they're having a little bit of, you know, a little ray of sunshine there and things are moving in, it's in nice a good direction. There's, and there's dialogue for, for what's actually yes. happening. We're not kept in the dark on that, so. Yes. And speaking of the budget, right, so now it looks like the Erie School District or the City of Erie and the Erie School District are requesting help from a judge um, on documents concerning uh, use of like the Sheraton Courtyard and the as patrons use it as nonprofit status. So yes, what they're trying to do is basically start taxing these people. So we, I say we because it's Erie. Um, I have a, school, a kid in the Erie School District. We all live in the city of Erie to start seeing some revenue, some some taxes on these uh, businesses that are doing so great in our city. Yeah, that's been in litigation for a little bit, I guess. I was reading the article, and I looked up a couple other things. Um, so they're challenging the status of those two hotels being uh, tax-exempt from not paying any local taxes and state taxes. Uh, Timmy, I mean, we talked about this in a couple different episodes, guys. I'm really interested to see if they're going to be able to actually get the information out of the hotels. Well, they, my my biggest thing is even if they do get the information, what is it? What is what are they? What information do they want? They want to know. And what and, is it? What does it change? Is it a want or a need? Um, no. Well, to know. Well, they're the, it's, it's a need for the, their case. I'm it's sure. a need for their case, but they're they're contending that the two hotels aren't doing enough business relative to what the convention center is. To warrant it having a non a, a tax exempt status. Okay. So they're saying that their their most of their revenue streams are coming from weddings, are coming from outside things coming to town that are non convention related. Okay. Um, you know. Okay. What I, you know yeah. What I'm no. That? No. I get exactly what you're saying. Um, because that is the whole idea of it being tax exempt is is, is those the people convention that are center going to the are driving revenue, but yeah. it's everything else that's driving their revenue. Yeah. So they're they're saying that yeah, well, people are coming to the conventions. But they're not really staying at these hotels because probably the room rates are higher, and I'm sure they can go somewhere up the road and get a cheaper room rate right, right off the bayfront. Yeah, but the but, bayfront but they're sense. saying that the room the room occupancy isn't kind of equivalent or you know to what is being used at the convention center, which I get. I mean, I I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's probably not, and that's not probably a main source of the revenue for the Sheridan for the uh, the courtyard. I mean, for the Sheridan. I mean, they're doing weddings all the time, and that's non-conference related. I yeah. mean, if you ever go down there on a weekend, there's there's a wedding. There's for, there's sometimes there's two and three weddings in a damn day down there, going on. Yeah, now that you say that, I, I yeah. So I mean, it's gonna be interesting. Um, this has been in litigation for a while. I guess it's now coming before a judge, and the judge is gonna make a decision whether or not um, they're gonna have to release that information to the city and the county and the school district. On what the, those figures actually are. Um, so, 
we talked a little bit last time about Erie Firefighters. Just last week, right? Just last week about the firefighters. Um, I did see a nice article on Go Erie. They have 180 applicants. 180. Uh, to become firefighters, which is awesome. Great civil service job, great pay. Uh, the only requirements are is you have to be between the ages of 18 and 65. You have to have a high school diploma or, or equivalent. equivalent. Not too crazy on your uh, on your like uh, <laughs> criminal record. Um, I know a couple guys who actually are already firefighters and have been pumping me this information a little bit. Oh, you need a background uh, check, you mean? Well, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure you need a background check. And then he said like the worst thing, like even when he got in, a buddy of mine, he had like a DUI. And it was like, okay, that's that's not that bad. So just keep in mind that they're gonna check, obviously. Yeah, they're probably gonna. When you're, when yeah, you're it's, doing a civil, a civil it's a civil job. service job. They're gonna so, do a background so check. So bear that in mind. And then I do know you you can still pick up the applications until May thirty first. You have to have an application in by May thirty first. You can pick them up right from City Hall. I'm pretty sure that's only yeah. And you can and you can fill state. them out online as so, well. And can you fill them out yes, online? Yes, when you take your application back. You give them your application. You pay your fifty bucks. They will hand you your test book uh, so that you can study, get ready for that test, and then it's like the top forty percent or something like that, or the top so many um, with passing grades will get a chance to then take the physical test. So it's not all about just handing in an application, going through the job interview process. This is for firefighter jobs, like you know the. Um, despite what you may see on TV, it's a it's a grueling job. You have to be in shape for it. It's not something that you're just gonna loaf around, wait for the bell to ring, jump in the truck. It's Absolutely not. It does, not. It does Absolutely not work not. like that. You have no. to be in you're getting paid shape. a lot. You're getting paid a lot you of money, to, and they expect you to perform. And they want you to save lives. I know, I know one of the tests is like walking up 40 flights of steps with all your equipment on without using the railing. So it's like you gotta train for this stuff. I'm sure they'll give you everything that they will be looking for. I just make sure that you're. Uh, you're ready for that, so it's not. It's not. Is there any word on how many positions are available for I both still have firefighters I that and the police? I did not see I that seen anything like okay. that. I know it's a big thing that with that it's they're looking for not a majority of minority, but they're looking to hire a heavy amount of minority workers yeah. for this job. So it's like a, I don't know. So if hopefully it's a, the you know the civil service employees, the police and firefighters, would be a little bit more represent representative little, of our population. A little bit more here. diverse. Yes, a little bit more diverse. So. Um, um, not saying that the ones that are doing it now are doing a terrible job or anything like that, but times are changing. Did we talk, did we talk about that, um, or was that off air? We talked about uh, Mill Creek Police about like ninety eight percent are white, and no, did we talk? Did I don't we talk think about so. that on air? Yeah, there's not a lot of diversity out there in the Mill Creek Police Department. Not to say that what you guys do, we don't appreciate you, and your jobs aren't valued. Um, it's just not very diverse. Diversity. Not di- very diverse in the statistics I, I, I saw. It's 2019. Um, yes. Oh, wait. I heard that on, on Idiotville. That's where I heard that. There you go. Um, shout out, shout Idiotville. out to Idiotville. There you go. Uh, and speaking of local employers, Erie Insurance makes the Forbes list uh, for the top large employers in the country. It's the first time they've been on the list. They are ranked 472 out of 500. So they, and climbing. And so climbing. Yes, sure they're going to there. They're gonna keep adding employees with that great expansion down there, and they're doing awesome work. I love it, man. It's so nice. It, that is, they're, it, is, they're, it they're is the greatest of, thing that's going on right now in here. They're I, part of that. Keep it going. That entire downtown development. So that that's cool. It's like $130 plus million dollars that they have coming to to keep development. Um, over 3,000 3, of the employees for them making this list are local. 
and there's only 40 set they employ 4700 employees yeah. total in Erie itself um, so more than half of them are Erie residents or local awesome. residents which is the coolest part about that to me um, also making the list was Wegmans they made that Forbes list as well uh, the two Erie areas obviously there's two here that the, just Wegmans itself is ranked 19th and I'm pretty sure it was Trader Joe's that topped the list at number one so best place to work in America is yeah, Trader Joe's Wegmans has been on that list for a really yeah, absolutely long. and it's, it's just, funny I've, I've heard so many people say yeah, what a great place it is Wegmans is, is yeah. crazy good and it's, it's have, so busy when I go in there um, oh man it's you're insane you're going to learn a Sunday afternoon I try now. to avoid it it's elbow yeah. to elbow nah. uh, <laughs> uh, we have actually we got like a little corporate thing with them at the gym they get a corporate membership Yeah. so it, that's pretty cool So, but Wegmans is, is a pretty good place to work they rank 19th on the list and we have two here so I thought that was pretty cool as well what if UPMC's on the list Mm. I, I figured they would have been in the article. Yeah. Because we have a UPMC here. Maybe they're not. Maybe not. Not yet, at least. Well, yeah, not yet. Who knows? They might not jobs. be one of the greatest places to work. I don't know. <laughs> they're adding jobs at a, at a scary good rate as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's really great to see your insurance being in some national news now. So, sports time. Sports time, sports time. My second part of the show. Um, keeping it extremely local. Erie Express, the uh, semi-pro football team, they moved to 2-1 on the season. Uh, they won 30-6 with the win over Greensburg. Uh, Brandon Hanna, the quarterback, he's actually from Ohio. Not a big deal. He's still playing for Erie. So he drives in a lot. He's a, he's a hell of an athlete, great all-around quarterback. He actually had three touchdown runs. Um, and the defense had a big day, only allowing 67 yards total. Now, I know a lot of these guys personally I actually work with the defensive coordinator he's a personal trainer at the gym so it's it's cool to see them continuing to do well uh, but back to the defense they only had 67 yards of offense or they only allowed 67 yards of offense which is complete shutdown they scored I want to say the last series of the game I'm pretty sure uh, coach was saying to me uh, big shout out to the uh, Erie Bank defensive player of the week Glenn Connor brother of James Connor the Steelers running back uh, Glenn had seven tackles. He had three of them for loss, three sacks, and an interception. So that's a big-time game. Big congrats goes out to Glenn Connor. Um, they are off this week, and they'll play again May 4th. We'll have to check to see. I don't remember if that's home or away. Uh, the Steelers, or the, excuse me, the Seawolves won last night at Buck Night. They actually blanked the Bowie Bay Sox, who actually worked out at the gym this morning. I didn't get to heckle them at, at all, but <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe next time because uh, the kid only get um, Nick Ramirez, one of the upcoming prospects in the Detroit system, had his career day. He had six strong innings. He struck out seven. He only gave up three hits. Uh, the Seawolves themselves scored five runs on 11 hits. And uh, they had a big win. That was a big win for them. Uh, it's yeah. another, or starting another series with Bowie. They beat them at their hometown. Now they're here. They're actually playing right now, I believe, for uh, Two Buck Night. It's no longer called Family Buck Night, by the way. It's called Two Buck Night. Two Buck Because everything they sell for a dollar on Monday, is two? they sell yeah. for $2 on yeah, Tuesday. Don't, don't so. want to have that confusing yeah. advertisement. You know, yeah. People, people, be... people will be up in arms. they got to pay $2 for a beer <laughs> instead of $1. <laughs> nah. So, uh, so uh, do you know what their record is right now? Eight and seven. Actually. Eight and seven, Excuse yeah. So they're, I want to say they're second or third in their division. Still early in the season. Tons oh, no doubt. No doubt. Baseball's only a 400-game season. I mean. Not one of Gravy's favorites, but we digress on that. It's all right. It's all right. 
what else we got coming up? The NFL draft. Everybody's excited about the draft. Not me so much. We traded away our first round pick uh, last year to get a defensive tackle. Who is this we? The New Orleans Saints. So man, let's not get too far into that. It's still a little tough, touchy subject for me. But we don't have a first or a second round pick, actually. No, we don't pick it to the second round. Don't have a third. We traded so it for tune in around Saturday. Yeah, so I'll, 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 be, <laughs> I'll be watching day two of the draft. But um, who do you guys think is going number one? You know, I don't. I don't even know. I haven't looked, heard any of the predictions. What are What are they saying? They're right thinking. Oh, my thinking is going to be Kyler Murray. So if Kyler Murray, the the Heisman Trophy winner out of Oklahoma, for those of you who don't know who Kyler Murray is, dual threat quarterback, but he wants to be a pocket passer. They're talking about his height and things like that. I still can't believe they're discussing height in the NFL as far as playing quarterback goes. I mean, there's only well, it's been, a big deal. I think there's, I think there's two quarterbacks under 5'10 that have really been successful. I mean, it's a legitimate well, let's conversation. Ca- let's, call it, let's call it six foot. And two of the, the best quarterbacks in the league are about six what foot, if not, under. About. What do you mean? I'm about six foot, but I'm not six foot. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're not 5'11 either. The kid's 5'11. He measured six I'm, foot at the... I'm 5'10 and three quarters. He, I'm 5'11. Oh, three quarters. You sound like my wife. I'm not five foot, I'm five foot and a half and three quarters, eight inches. But you know, just the highest, paid, the highest paid player in the NFL is six feet tall. Yeah, I know. Okay. So what's... He's kind of an anomaly. Let's, is this kid not... Well, we don't know we yet. Don't know but yet. If he goes, I mean, if he goes first overall, which I think he should, um, um, it'd be a good move. But we'll then you got Nick Bosa. You got the kid from Alabama, the linebacker from Alabama. You got a bunch of wide receivers in the er, in the draft. You got Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State, who's supposed to go around pick number six to the Giants and things like that. But as far yeah, as number it's one, interesting goes, to see Arizona has been playing that so. Yeah, so all over the place. It's kind of it's kind of Rosen's our guy. Yeah. We're taking Kyler Murray. Like, yeah, you but know, Rosen's our guy. You never know what happens when the draft yeah. comes around. But if they they could they could be in the first round a couple times if they trade Rosen. Uh, they could say if, they trade if, Rosen to the if Giants. I'm, if I'm Arizona, I'm taking Nick Bosa. Yeah, I think Nick Bosa is overrated. Uh, I mean, maybe he is, but he's definitely a safer pick than Kyler Murray. Yeah, I, I almost agree with that because uh, a quarterback took, pick is always just so, uh, I don't know. You just took Josh Rosen last year. Listen, you're right, going to right. again? You're exactly. going to waste the number and one. And that's exactly my pick. It's, pick it's, it's like rolling the dice every the, year. The Boses are like, they got the same exoskeleton as like Derrick Rose. Like, they can't stay healthy. I mean, that's the problem with that. Okay. I mean, I, Nick Bosa's played. 16 games in two years, if that. He didn't play until week eight of his rookie year between injuries and that's contract f- negotiations. You're a rookie. Yeah, that's fair. How much money are you supposed to be getting? Like, you got to think, you got to think at, you know, you got to think at both sides of the coin on I this. I do. So I mean, maybe they take someone else. Maybe they do. Maybe I they just take. Man, if you're gonna draft, you're gonna spend another high round, first round pick on a quarterback. It just you gives really... them so much leeway to have, even if they don't keep Kyler Murray. Maybe they trade him yeah, ten picks they, in. Maybe they trade back. Yeah. So who knows? But so I, I, think, really... I think they take him. Either either way, the Giants aren't going to take a quarterback. Well, they're su- they're supposed to. Yeah, they've been supposed to for five years. Eli's been the worst quarterback <laughs> in the league for they, seven or eight years. They might as well just go draft a sack of potatoes. They ended his they ended his starting streak. <laughs> Remember that they ended his yeah. starting streak to start the kid who who what two three weeks later gets arrested for DUI. He's doing like a buck ten on the highway drunk. Yeah. Like and now he's not even on the team. 
They ruined this man starting. Like he was going to break a record or something like that. Yeah, Do they have the uh, draft cast back to how far the Steelers, the Browns, would be? Since we are a local podcast, do, uh, they, yeah, they, do sure they know they who do. they're thinking? Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh's got. I mean, they're Pittsburgh, and I mean, they're both in the twenties. Oh, they're late. I understand, but I just figured. I mean, you obviously have needs on a football team, and who might be available. Yeah, I really wish Cleveland was on hard knocks this year. Well, they they were a year too early. Yeah, I know. God, with were, all those big personalities on that team, that that would be especially rather, now they just got OBJ who OBJ. was just completely demolishing the Giants on Twitter recently as well. Just I know, yesterday, I mean, he was just Antonio giving Brown him business. Into that Twitter beef with uh, Juju, yeah, and then he got completely shut down for that. That was, eh. you know, it's, it's a, a mess. It's you're right, Pittsburgh. It's a, it's a mess, Both and they're talking about an extension for Roethlisberger. Yeah, are they? That? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. They're talking but I mean, that, that really that's 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 the biggest thing for the Steelers, you know. After Roethlisberger goes, because they don't have really a backup plan. Well, no, they got the kid from. Yeah, I don't know. The, they got Ruoff, right? yeah, the kid that made, um, just gave freaking Roethlisberger a shot of life because he was damn near on his way out. Yeah. He didn't know if he it's, wanted to retire. Now he's signing an extension. Well, I think I think that has a lot to do with the money factor yeah, more than anything. I don't think I don't think it's do. the competition. That's a, I think I think all of a sudden he with. says, "Well, what am I going to do without my 28 million this year or whatever yeah. he makes?" It's you gonna, know, that's a big that's a big uh, thing to let go. Uh, I got a feeling it's going to be a rough year for our uh, our three local NFL teams. I mean, not local, but Buffalo, Cleveland, Buffalo, Pittsburgh. Got, Buffalo's got a while to go. I mean, why do you I, think, I think why Cleveland, do you say that for Cleveland or Pittsburgh and Cleveland? just man Pittsburgh just hasn't been buttoned up in years. It's gonna well, be... my problem is, is that I mean they play Cincinnati and Cleveland's not the Ravens, easy. Baltimore, Cleveland, Baltimore each. Baltimore who both are just kinda... won the AFC North. Ugh. Let's not let's not sneeze at. Baltimore. Oh, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm just saying they're 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 not you know New England Patriots. Hey. No, I'm saying they're they're mid level. They're all mid. I mean that whole con- whole division was mid level. Well, you're yeah. talking yeah. AFC as a whole now. I'll take John. Harbaugh. No, 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 the division, the, whatever division over. they're in. I mean, I'll the those three North. teams, yeah, the AFC North, they're all mid level. They're not, they're not top tier, but it's gonna, it's gonna be grueling. Well, times are changing, obviously. Right. The Steelers pick at twenty. Uh, just so you guys know, they're projecting them to pick up uh, Byron Murphy, defensive back from Washington, which they need. Yeah, yep. <laughs> they need DBs more than. I'll take John Harbaugh over Mike Tomlin, though. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I would too. I mean, Pittsburgh. I want a coach, not a motivator. So yeah. I mean, obviously, eh, I don't know how well it works because they always had good teams. So yeah, Pittsburgh what is, what is just his... not not buttoned up, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I mean, maybe, maybe now that Bell is gone. Yeah, the two cancers of the team. Maybe now that they're gone, maybe they can get something going. Two cancers. Oh, Le'Veon Bell. I Le'Veon Bell's gone too. Le'Veon Bell completely because I mean, he's been quiet. Are they really the cancer, or is it Big Ben? You know that's debatable because <laughs> I no, it's I've not. heard I've heard I've heard some terrible things about Big Ben. Yeah, but uh, so good things. I don't think the Browns have a first round pick. Yeah, they do. They're they're before uh, Pittsburgh, at least according to my computer. I saw. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them. Really? Do they trade it away? Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe they tra- oh, they they tra- not? Oh, yeah, for Odell Beckham Jr. Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> either way, guys, I got a feeling it's going to be a long year for those for those of us. Uh, like Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Buffalo. I don't yeah, especially if they ain't got that defense together, because you got Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, and then you got um, Johnny Manziel. No, not Johnny Manziel. I don't even that know who Buffalo's quarterback. Not Johnny Manziel. Uh, <laughs> Baker. 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 A few years back, more, man. More uh, Ron. Okay, quarterback. Baker. Baker, <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Baker. Yeah. Baker. 
Yeah, okay. Baker. They got the they got the seventeenth pick from Cleveland. Okay. The Giants did. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, I just think I mean everybody's talking about uh, the immediate turnaround of the Cleveland Browns, and I just say pump your brakes. Hold on, they wait, have, yeah, they have, they have to prove themselves hey. yet. You got to prove yourselves. I'm yet. Still, I got Baltimore this year coming out the AFC North, and my team's in NFC. So, all right, guys, now some, time for some local events. Uh, we talked about a couple episodes, April 27th, April 28th. Sneak peek for the new Chaos Ride at Waldemere this weekend from 11 to 5. It's uh, season, pass photo, season pass photo day this weekend. Yeah, my wife made sure to post me on Facebook. Hey, are we going? Yeah, yeah sure. I think I think that was the signal, boys. I'll yeah, be there. I'm sure. She's probably gonna tag you no, in every day. No ducking that. Yeah, I guess I gotta go find some money to pay the bill. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Lauren has gotten the habit of making a Google Calendar event, so I stop forgetting things. Yeah, and Ooh. invites me to it, so I get the push notification about an hour before it starts, and I Michelle go, "Ooh, does. I gotta get somewhere." She's still, <laughs> she's still old school with the calendar, and she like walks me by hand to the calendar. Like, uh, this is what we're doing. This do you month. see this? Take a picture or whatever you need to do. Do yeah. not make me remind you. Um, for those of you with uh, teenagers that are looking for summer jobs, it did say on their Facebook page they are still hiring. They are. So if you need a summer job to get your kid out of the house so you can go enjoy a couple of margaritas or beers while they're working or do whatever you got to do while uh, you have some free time yourself this summer, go uh, help them get a job. It's a perfect yeah. summer job. It's Darn only right. for the summer. I put and my I put my kids to work yesterday. They're <laughs> yeah, picking up sticks, that. picking up leaves. Can't get in trouble if they're working. And they're starting at they start at 14 or something like that. No, mine started at 3. No, I'm talking about one Okay. <laughs> Not at Earl Enterprise. 3 and 9. Or 3 and 8, excuse Earl me. Earl Lansing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the Hill District Cleanup is this Sunday, April 28th from 12 to 3. They're saying to meet up at Hippie in the Hollow. Uh, that's the, the Hill District up there on 26th and Peach. Where Tipsy Bean is, where Tipsy Grasshopper. Bean is. Yeah, they're really doing a lot of awesome, great things up there. So it's good to see they're having a cleanup to kind of keep the neighborhood kind of moving in the right direction. I might stop by that if I have some free time this weekend. Uh, last but not least, there's a cock. Oh wait, no, we have two more events. We have two more events. Two more events. Uh, cocktails and Clay at uh, 1505 State Street this Saturday, April 27th, from two to four. Uh, just like what it sounds, guys. It's Drinking some cocktails. And, and making some clay sculptures. And making some clay sculptures. Go out there and get your ghost on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe make a nice coffee mug or a vase or... I can see... Yeah. Hopefully you don't bounce the clay and break a window. I or don't make yourself a couple shot glasses. I can see some yeah. ashtrays coming from everywhere. <laughs> ashtray. Ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Ashtray. It's an ashtray. It didn't start that way, but it is now it's an ashtray. It's a fruit bowl. Um, also, the 27th, that same day if you are not looking to do clay sculptures the wine and shine barbecue fest of palooza at the ambassador from 12 until 4 um tickets are ten dollars again the weather's changing it's time to get outside it's time to hit these events it's time to keep it local ten dollars are the tickets again it's this saturday wine and shine barbecue fest of palooza that's at the ambassador from 12 to 4 uh, we're going to get to our local businesses, the favorite part of the show for myself here. Uh, the local business shout out. We're going to go with Miller Brothers. And actually, Tim, you brought this one to us. So Yeah, so they're at 2111 State Street. 
um, specializing in power equipment and um, actually one of the big part of their businesses too that we actually even at the hardware uh, purchase from them they do fencing so um, cyclone fencing that's around all your yards okay um, they were actually extremely busy last year when the tornado went through Mill Creek um, I know that they had to replace probably I don't know 15 different fences out there um, what were that, you there for I was there. Um, we, me, and Mark Miller, um, we trade business. Okay. So uh, we we go in and, and on certain items we buy together, like salt, um, ice melter, um, not so much power tools. Some some people might consider us uh, competitors, but me and Mark are great great friends, great sure guy, good. great people over there, and that's why I wanted to bring it to everybody's attention. Um, really awesome people. They do great things. Uh, service all your equipment there. Um, like I said, you might look at it as we're competing businesses, but we don't look at it like that. No need that. for competition. No, absolutely yeah, not. There's plenty of business going around. They're yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Like general stuff like you, like nuts, bolts, hammers, plungers, things like that, or is he just or strictly power? Like, no, strictly no power yeah, tools. so no, he's he's not, not power tools, like lawn equipment. So he's like, oh, like chainsaws, tractors, riding tractors, lawn mowers. Yeah, you know, oh, okay. all that, snow that, blowers. Exactly, okay, exactly. Okay, lawn sense. trimmers, um, weed eaters. That's what that's what he does. He's probably the biggest in the city at it. Um, I think his he might call his biggest competitor Gerlox or somebody like that. Oh, okay. But uh, like I said, Mark Miller's a great guy. The whole uh, uh, crew over there is a bunch of awesome people. Let's get that I actually bought, one more time. I bought uh, twenty one eleven State Street. I bought my uh, chainsaw from him today. Actually, yeah, um, cutting on your tree so we can get the slip and slide. Yeah, up. so we can move that slip and slide around. Huh? You got to chop right. that bad boy down. <laughs> no, Don't just got to get the limbs that it <laughs> dropped uh, from the heinous weather we had over the winter okay. out of the way. Don't worry, guys. We'll post some pictures of the grown men going down a slip and slide. I don't it's think they want to see that. It's, it's absolutely fun. hilarious. It's the funnest thing ever. I'm still <laughs> gonna get a good <laughs> chuckle out of it. I still got so scars. I, I think we <laughs> we all have scars from it. Uh, last local business, Fourth and Liberty. Is there anything more American than barbecue, bacon, and beer? I yes, we're it. talking about Three B Saloon, Fourth and Liberty, JJ Brown. If you guys have not been there, it's awesome. You're missing out. You're missing out. His, ma- his mac and cheese man. is absolutely phenomenal. Bacon. My favorite is the BLT. Oh, the barbecue sauce. Oh, my goodness. I know. And I, I, my mouth is watering oh, thinking yeah. about it. Oh, I absolutely sauce, loved, they call it the smoked potato boats. Oh, oh yeah. so you good. Did, you get that loaded? Had a while. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely got to get them loaded. On oh, no. brisket. Brisket's where it's at, man. Yeah, I love it. Like, uh, what did I have the last of uh, The burnt ends. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Like, listen, you got burnt ends? Yes, I'm going to have those. Because yes. bring as many as you can. And it's funny. They have one of the best desserts. I can't remember what it is. It's like a an iced cake or something. It was really good. Oh, you're talking about the pound cake? Yeah, yeah, right, the yeah, pound the cake. The grilled pound cake I with the... I uh, always too full. Yeah, I know. Usually. The leche uh, and... Uh, Cinnamon pineapple. On yeah, top. yeah, it's yeah. So my uh, father-in-law always, always is teased out about that. So he's got to get it and try it out. Ugh. So I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's no. usually where we go for my son's birthday too. But we didn't go this year. We'll be down there. Don't you guys worry. Hopefully by the end of the week we'll come have that birthday dinner. Three B Saloon. Nothing like rolling up the Three B Saloon. Got the smoker rolling. That's all you smell. And they so, got the they got the truck or they got they got the pool they have a tra- they have a trailer too I yeah. think they were at Ripfest last year mm-hmm. if I remember they got the pool behind um, there at cel- well not celebrating I don't know yeah I don't winter, know if their so. trailer is quite as active as some of the other oh no trucks. they're not just but out. they definitely get out and do stuff they were at they Rip- cater they do weddings they do right right they do parties graduations they do all of that. yeah and I will say this JJ. Dude, you got the best commercials on the radio. Oh my god, when you're screaming <laughs> into the mic. Get that trash out of your mouth! Yeah. 
just screaming nonstop. The best commercials. JJ, I love your commercials. They're the best. Um, last thing, Avengers Endgame ticket winners. So, just so you know, obviously we put this at the end of the episode, so you have to listen to the entire thing. Gotcha. Nothing wrong with a free plug, so make sure you listen. Uh, the winner of the in-game giveaway was picked at random via Google. Not that Siri crap. The in-game winner was Ashley Watkins. Congratulations, Ashley. You are the winner of the Tinseltown gift card, so you can buy your own tickets uh, for whatever time and whatever date you guys want to go. So when you hear this, Send us a message to the Gym City Perspective on Facebook. We'll get that message. We'll link up. We'll get you that gift card as quick as we can, uh, just in case you're trying to go opening weekend or anything like that. So congratulations on that. You have, what do we say, until episode seven, seven to claim this prize. If you do not listen, you do not win. We do not feel bad for you. So um, in-game winner, one more time, Ashley Watkins, congratulations. Hit us up. When you hear this, we will get that to you ASAP. Speaking of social media, make sure you guys go and follow us. We need it. It's not like we ask you this just so we can look at the likes and shares. We need you guys to keep this rolling with us, not for us, with us, okay? Make sure you get on and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, The Gym City Perspective. It ain't that hard. Thanks for listening in to episode six, not seven. I'm T2. I'm the Grave Train. And Tim the Toolman. Thanks for stopping by, guys, and allowing to give you a little bit of fresh perspective tonight.